Welcome to Augie World, the podcast. I am your episode seven host, Eric DeLeon, Augie Border Directors member. In this episode, we are bringing the pages of Augie World, the magazine to life by having our special guest, Paul Lee, read his own article straight from the pages of Augie World magazine. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Augie World, the podcast. So the big question is this, where do CADBIM professionals go to explore relative topics that will help them grow their skills, advance their careers, and stay up to date with the latest industry news and market trends while keeping them in the know of the latest software updates? This podcast is the show that will give you those answers. Welcome to Augie World, the podcast brought to you by Augie Inc. Now let's get started. Augie World Magazine, article titled, Plots and Scripts, The Prequel, featured in the April 2022 edition, read by article author, Paul Lee. Moviegoers. Moviegoers are usually thrilled to hear of new plots and scripts to prequels or sequels of movies they love. Many would die for having the inside scoop on the upcoming plot twists or grit the hands of initial rough drafts of scripts so they know what to expect next. But for AutoCAD users, the phrase plots and scripts not only have a completely different meaning, but may even send chills up their spines. Plotting in the Blind Before I continue, let me provide a bit of historical background to plotting with AutoCAD. Since the initial release of AutoCAD version 1 back in 1982, through version 11 in 1990, the program would launch and land on this dull, text-based, numeric command and keyboard-driven page called Main Menu, see Figure 1. To plot a drawing, you would have to use your keyboard, hit the number 3 for plot a drawing, correctly type in the drawing name, and properly respond to a number of plotting parameters. If you mistakenly entered an incorrect parameter at one of these steps, there is no going back. You would have to cancel the plot command and start from number 3 again. Even after you correctly entered all the plotting parameters, you still have to wait a while for the computer to process the drawing data. Now keep in mind that all these steps were done in the blind without any graphic user interface GUI, and there was no option to do a preview before output. But still, the plotting procedure is not over, because now you have to wait for the plotter to receive this data and process the information before finally spitting it out onto a sheet of paper. I recall there were many instances when what came out on paper was not what I wanted, so I would have to go back to AutoCAD and start the whole process all over again from number 3. Ancient Plotter Technologies The other impediment that slowed the entire plotting process down was the plotter itself. Back in the mid-80s to early 90s, there were two major competing types of plotters on the market, electrostatic and pen. Electrostatic plotters, though fast in output, produce very low quality plots. Pen plotters, on the other hand, though slower in output, produce very high quality plots. Many offices at the time chose to go with the pen plotter for the higher quality needed to impress their clients. I remember the first office I worked at in 1988 had such a pen plotter. 
there will be a pen carousel carriage holding various ink pen sizes. See figure 2. Though it was truly mesmerizing watching a plotter magically spin the carousel and automatically swap out pens at will throughout the plot output process, there will be no warning when the ink would suddenly run out. Amazement would instantly turn into horror as you saw the ink dry up and start drawing on the sheet of paper. Unless you had purposely saved the plot file beforehand as a PLT file, which took up an enormous amount of space and back in those days, hard drive space was a precious commodity, you would then have no choice but to start the entire lengthy plotting procedure all over again from the top at number 3. Plotting Enhancements After about a decade from the first release, AutoCAD finally offers some major plotting enhancements. Beginning with release 12 in 1992, the program at startup will no longer land on the keyboard-driven main menu text screen. Instead, AutoCAD started up in the graphic drawing area. You now can take full advantage of using your mouse to select commands from the graphic menus, that is side screen menus and top drop-down menus. See figure 3. Furthermore, AutoCAD developed new commands that would implement the use of dialog boxes as the GUI. The open command was one of these new commands. For the first time, users can now visually see folder and file structures from within AutoCAD's graphic drawing area. Then with simple mouse clicks, users can navigate and easily select a drawing file to open. There is no longer the need to go back to the main menu, hit number 2 on the keyboard to edit an existing drawing, and tediously type in the entire path and drawing file name. See figure 4. Also, many existing commands were literally given a facelift. The plot command was one of these existing commands. You finally can see all the plot parameters presented in a single GUI for selection. This eliminated the possibility of mistakenly typing an incorrect response to one of the many plot prompts forcing you to start all over again. To top it all off, there was even a plot preview feature. Now you no longer need to guess what might come out on the plotter. Instead, you can actually view the result on the screen before sending a file for plotting. Note, zoom and pan features from within the plot preview window were later added in AutoCAD R14, see figure 5. But unfortunately, from AutoCAD 2000 to 2006, Autodesk revised the plot GUI to incorporate tabs in the plot window. These tabs were labeled as Plot Device and Plot Settings, separating various plot parameters into two window panes. See Figure 6. This caused quite a bit of confusion since not all the parameters could be seen on a single window. Oftentimes, users, including myself, will forget that selecting the parameters on the Plot Device tab is not enough. But there were actually more parameters that needed to be selected on the Plot Settings tab before sending the file to the plotter. In addition, Having to select tabs to switch between panels was quite cumbersome to say the least. When you're on the plot device tab, you will be thinking, now what did I select as the paper size? Or when you're on the plot settings tab, you will forget what pen settings you chose on the plot device tab. After more than six years of this, Autodesk finally heard the end users outcries and revised the plot GUI once again. Starting with AutoCAD 2007 to the current version, there will be no more tabs in the plot window. 
Instead, a selectable arrow is positioned in the lower right corner of the plot GUI providing users with the option to click on the arrow to reduce or expand the window. Expanding the plot window will reveal on the right the plot style table, pen assignments, column C figure 7. I would typically leave the plot window fully expanded. I don't see any logic with a smaller plot window nor need to hide the parameters under the plot style table column. Perhaps Autodesk programmers learn to flex their muscles to demonstrate how the window can be easily designed to expand and collapse. FYI, the same unusual expand and collapse feature is also implemented with the hatch GUI. Now I can once again see and have the option of selecting all the plot parameters in a single window just like it was back in AutoCAD R12. Another major plot enhancement Autodesk implemented starting with AutoCAD R14 1997. Included in the full install was a little program called Extended Batch Plot Utility. Though Extended Batch Plot Utility can be launched from outside of AutoCAD, it still requires AutoCAD to be installed in order for it to function properly. The task it performed was exactly as its name. Extended Batch Plot Utility for the first time gave users the ability to select multiple drawings to send to the plotter all at once without the need to manually open each drawing from the AutoCAD command prompt. But since R14 did not have the ability to save plot settings from within the drawing file, the last plot settings used was the only implementation supported. Then when AutoCAD 2000 came out, there were several plot setup changes. For example, the new PC3 and CTB plus STB files replaced the old PC2 and PCP files and page settings were added to save plot settings within the drawing. To accommodate for all these changes, Extended Batch Plot Utility was redesigned and giving a shorter name of Batch Plot Utility. But like the previous version, Batch Plot Utility can only be launched from outside of AutoCAD as a separate program. As with, this, with the case with R14, many users were not aware of this little utility gem in 2000 since it wasn't a command that can be run from inside AutoCAD. They would actually have to go looking for it under AutoCAD's program window, see figure 8. Batch Plot Utilities GUI conveniently positioned all the controls making everything accessible starting from the top left corner of the window. In addition to drop down menus, there were also a number of buttons to add drawings and save the current project to be received for batch printing again at a later date. See figure 9. But once very, one very important feature offered in R14's extended batch plot utility, that 2000's batch plot utility drop, was plot stamping. I found the ability to label a plot sheet with the plot stamping information to be very helpful. I can trace back to the user who logged in to create the print job as well as reference the drawing file name where the print job came from. I wonder why Autodesk chose to drop this very important feature from this utility in AutoCAD 2000. See figure 10. Now what I really liked about both batch plot utilities was that each offer an option to select certain layers to not plot before the batch plotting process began. This way, I could avoid the laborious task of manually opening each drawing to set the layers on or off status before plotting. But there were two drawbacks to this feature. The first was that you had to select one drawing at a time to review and apply the layer on or off controls. 
The second was there was no option to enter wildcard characters to filter out layer names to apply to on or off settings. See figure 11. The batch plot utility was such a welcome addition that Autodesk decided to include this as a new command called publish that would run from inside AutoCAD 2004. But the publish command offered a completely different GUI than batch plot. Now all the controls moved from the top of the window to the bottom and all the drop-down menus were eliminated. See figure 12. Though published brought back the plot stamping feature, having to learn a whole new GUI was a major setback. But the biggest shock of all was that the publish command dropped batch plot's layer control option. I had hoped that Autodesk would have added more layer control features like support for layer filtering and the ability to select multiple drawings with layer on or off control before plotting. But unfortunately, none of this happened. Also, initially, Autodesk wanted to push their own digital portable document format, PDF, called Design Web Format, DWF, as a standard for distribution of plotter files. So, in addition to sending batch print jobs to the plotter, the publish command was purposely designed to facilitate the creation of DWF files. To try and get everyone to jump on board the DWF bandwagon, Autodesk even offered a free viewer called Design Review, which you still can download today. But in the end, Autodesk's efforts proved ineffective. The popularity of Adobe's PDF had spread rapidly to the design and construction industry. Everyone preferred PDF over DWF. So Autodesk eventually built into Autodesk a number of PDF output devices and again reworked the publish command GUI to support not only DWF, but PDF output as can be seen in the current publish command in AutoCAD 2022. See figure 13. New and improved plotters. As the AutoCAD software provide improved plotting enhancements, technological advancements appear in the plotting equipment as well. Pen plotters were soon replaced with faster and more affordable inkjet plotters that match the pen plotter's quality. The first inkjet plotters I used were the HP DesignJet 600 monochrome, along with the Companion 650C color. These were not only faster, but they offered additional intelligence, such as detecting ink cartridge settings. The DesignJet plotter is equipped with the ability to detect when ink is not spraying out properly from the ink cartridge and will prompt you with a service pens message. This is especially helpful when ink cartridges approach empty and needed to be replaced. See figure 14. Now you won't have to deal with ink running out in the middle of a print job. Also, by the late 90s, another even faster monochrome product began to hit the market. This technology was based on the implementation of light emitting diode, LED. Toners, which is similar to a copy machine. The Xerox ADA25 was such a plotter, the office I worked at acquired at the time. See figure 15. Though the Xerox 8825 footprint was extremely small, it offered two metal drawers that each held a roll of paper up to 36 inches in width. There was even a model called 8830 that offered three metal drawers. To speed up the plot data processing, this also came with a companion computer which ripped the data received for each print job. The documentation even claimed that it was five times faster than the inkjet, and I saw this unbelievable plotting speed happen before my eyes. Instead of standing there waiting for the HP design jet to spray the ink cartridges back and forth across the width of the sheet till the length of the print job was completed, 
the Xerox LED plotter would process the print job received in seconds, and then the entire sheet was just ooze out completely done. Still not good enough. Even with all these software enhancements and hardware advancements increasing the speed of the plotting process, generating output from drawing DWG to a hard copy set whether for internal office review or is acquired by the client is still extremely time consuming. The process always relied heavily on human intervention. I recall many times when there would be a team meeting early Friday morning. The project manager would set a deadline for a plot set for review by 3 p.m. that afternoon. Immediately everyone would scramble and go into panic mode because not only would the staff need time to complete the task of many drawing revisions, but now they've been given the extra laborious task of plotting. Since AutoCAD's publish command lacks the ability of adjusting layer settings prior to setting drawings to the plotter, the only option was for each AutoCAD user to manually open the drawings they worked on, make sure layer settings appeared correctly, create the plot file while they're in the drawing, and then hope for the best that will come out looking perfect, which rarely happens. Usually when the clock struck 3pm, there was still not a single sheet successfully printed for view. Scripts and Plots So you may ask, what do scripts have anything to do with plots? Can scripts help improve the plotting process? Are scripts the holy grail for today's plot conundrum? What are scripts anyways? Well, to find out, you'll just have to wait to read the sequel that will appear on next month's issue of Augie World. To be continued, I hope. About the article author, Mr. Paul Lee graduated in 1988 from the University of Southern California with a Bachelor of Architecture degree. He worked in the architectural field for small to mid-sized global firms for over 33 years. Throughout his tenure in architecture, he has mastered the use and customization of AutoCAD. Using AutoLisp, VisualLisp combined with dialogue control language, DCL programming, he has developed a number of apps that enhance the effectiveness of AutoCAD in his profession. All the apps actually came out of meeting challenging needs that occurred while he worked in the various offices. He has made all the apps available for free and can be downloaded from the Autodesk App Store. Though he recently retired from the architectural profession, Paul continues to write articles depicting his past work experience. Some of these articles can be found in Aguiwar magazine, where he shares his knowledge learned. Paul can be reached for comments or questions at paullee underscore APA at hotmail.com. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you would like to help support Augie and Augie Roll the Podcast, Please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave us a rating and review. As always, you can head over to Augie.com to learn more about becoming an Augie member to join over 600,000 members worldwide as we connect and learn from each other. That's all for this episode. Until next time.